Welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Here, we bring to you a brief roundup of everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. From startup announcements to new inventions and the latest buzz boosts on the social space, we will be sharing industry important highlights and exploring the news within the news. We will also be bringing industry experts to share opinions about major news for the week. And most importantly, watch out for our exciting future for this week. We are sure it will be an exciting session you won't want to miss. Let us begin. Hello, Twitter. Uh, you know, anytime I hear that thing. What's that thing? What's the nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> I usually call this with weird people because why are you sp- spitting into the mic? <laughs> anyway, uh, hello everyone. You are welcome to Tech Bytes by Tech Next. Um, as usual, we bring you all um, the gist and the news uh, in the tech space in Africa and across the globe. My name is Omole and um, with me is... Um, they call him the foundational tech bro. Say you mind Hi, my <laughs> name is Dam Larry. Welcome to Tech Bite. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, uh, this past week has been crazy, really, really crazy. Um, the last week, I mean, and but this week has been quiet. You know, nothing much has, yeah, been, has happened this no. week. Apart from the World Cup, you know, a lot of, of upsets have happened in the World Cup. Yeah. And I'm really glad, you know, we don't get <laughs> the same names over and over. Imagine Saudi Arabia wins the World Cup. The world is gonna go crazy. Uh, wake up, bro. You so I know you're a football fan. Mm-hmm. You know what? What are the three things that have stood out for you since the World Cup started? See, <laughs> of course, Ronaldo scored first man to score in five five World Cups. That's amazing. Huge. That's my good thing. That's huge. I mean, and the stadiums, the tech that has been used in the World Cup so far, Qatar really. I mean, have set the pace. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there might be some other Most issues. Expensive World Cup. 200 and something billion hmm. that's that's that, more that's a lot that's a budget of like 10 countries okay now you're train shit <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and the upset so far has been real good yeah i mean that's football we don't yeah. just want it one dimensional it's yeah. a bit more let's have let's, other countries let's have the spice yeah. i live for the violence let's even go to asia has, ever, has the world cup ever gone to asia i don't think it's going anytime soon uh Anyway, to the business of the day, um, as usual, as I said, we'll be sharing the exciting uh, updates in the global tech space. Mm-hmm. And um, for today's uh, discussion, we'll be talking to Dr. Ayodele Rena, but we'll come to that later. We'll be talking about um, children and mental health. Um, it means that you need to stay with us to the end. So that, of course uh, <laughs> you will know what we have to say there or you will hear what we have to say there mm-hmm. um if you have not subscribed to our podcast channel <laughs> you're on the long thing exactly you should, really, why, why should. you know yeah <laughs> you should and when you listen to the other um, episodes that we have done you will know that you should be mm-hmm. you should be there um yeah our friends at quidax are the ones um, sponsoring this shout um, out so to them yeah shout out to quidax <laughs> quidax uh, yeah, so let's go around the world of tech in 10 minutes and uh, Dami. All right, sure. So first thing, last week, you know, over the last few weeks, if you, Elon Musk should start paying us for this podcast because we've been talking about him a whole lot. Abby. <laughs> over the last few weeks, right, we've had several news from Twitter, is Elon Musk's new venture, right? Um, one of the major things was the sacks. Yeah, yeah, I mean the layoffs and all. One particular thing was the layoff of the African Twitter team. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Few days after yeah. they resumed physically in the office, nice. they were all let off. And I'm going to go to depression. <laughs> <laughs> and good for them. They actually um, went to court, got the lawyer, and Twitter has now agreed to pay them their severance. You know, and Amen. some other payments. You know, just to buy um, kind of. Yeah, so they talked about discrimination. You know, what they promised um, other um, employees across the world is not what they promised Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as we are black now, so they thought <laughs> they could. <laughs> and amongst other people thought they could, uh, you know, chance us. I mean, like but yeah, it's good that they cool. went to court. They took the legal um, way and uh, they talked to the Ghanaian um, government also, you know, so that, you know, Elon Musk and his people. Um, can do the right thing. Can do the right thing. And now they've agreed, uh, you know, they did, um, they are going out of court. Yeah, they're going to give them three months worth of gross salaries yeah. as severance pay we're going to give them investing stock options under their contract uh, repatriation cost for the non-ghanians yeah. who have gone to ghana to stay they should pay them for you know um causing a mental issue because really no there's health care there's health care actually okay, they also great. give them health care for that so yeah because there's no one. way they're going to get out of this without them yeah i mean supposed to resume end of now. the year but <laughs> so what's next? Well. What's all next? right uh next one Twitter blue. Twitter again. Again. You know eight dollars that um, Twitter wants Musk to be collecting. To collect we should be we should be getting <laughs> like like two percent. We should be getting exactly. At least. At least, right? Uh so Twitter Blue, which was supposed to launch 29th of November, yeah. a relaunch, you know, That's after they had remodified and finalized the process. But currently it's on hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Twitter will be suspending it for now until they figure out to roll it out without people impersonating other people and things like that but i mean that calls the question was this not well thought out because I, it wasn't obviously not i mean i was um, telling someone that um, since elamox took over um we i have had a lot of bots following me a lot i don't know yeah i don't know why that's actually one thing is set out to, to stop all right and twitter blue was also supposed to do that you know yeah. make sure that everyone is verified and everyone is actually a person and things like that but it hasn't just worked out the he, way they he, want he was just to. thinking of the money let me just collect money you know i need to make my 44 billion back uh, uh, you know you know that you know you have to do like you know the back by a background check you know, yeah how can this work yeah and you know before blue tick was reserved for you know uh, famous names yeah. politicians journalists celebrities public figures yeah. and things like that companies uh, too. but i mean if you are just the everyday person i think you would have to wait a while before yeah. you have access to twitter like, who are now. you who the heck are you <laughs> <laughs> all right so Nigeria launched cbdc last year right launched in yeah. Yeah. yeah india is about to join us Mm, uh, so so is it copy copy oh uh, i mean who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so the reserve bank of india plans to you know launch its digital rupee yeah. which is the digital version of its currency the rupee all right and to you know after lots of assessing of the upscale of this yeah. of this currency and all so it will be rolling it out the pilot version would be about 10,000 to 50,000 users. Hmm. That's that's a lot. Does Inara have all that? Do we have up to 10,000 users? But, but I mean, we recorded billions of Naira transacted with Inara, was it not? By how many users? Okay. <laughs> 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 anyway, it's going to be called the E-Rupee, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be called the E-Rupee. And um, it is, they said it's not going to replace um, the normal um, physical um, uh, currency. Payment. It's yeah. just a supplement. It's just to a supplement. It. Yeah. Just the same way we have before Inara. Yeah. Mm. You know, we've been dead on that. 
<laughs> All right. Um, uh, another startup bites the dust in Nigeria. A sweep that is going south. Mm, I saw I saw the headline you for <laughs> newsletter. If you've not subscribed to our newsletter, you should actually really do some nice work with that. Amen. <laughs> so home cleaning startup Swiss out, you know, is pausing suspending operations in Nigeria mm, uh, effective suspending? from today. They are closing down. <laughs> it is suspended. Do they plan to come back? They said they are going to watch the market uh, and, okay. and check. So, I mean, it, it, it starts from today, November 25th. Yeah, yeah true. Right. true. They are they're suspending all operations, you know. Uh, what was the reason? Uh, economic pressures and the home service industry that continues to be eat hard by global yeah. economic environment. Of course, they will say global, but I think it's more Nigeria. It's a Nigerian yeah, thing, global. right? Yeah, yeah, it's a Nigerian thing. Yeah, so uh, it's it's a painful one. They just raised uh, a pre-seed fund recently exactly. and they that launched out. And actually, I used them. So I'm hot. Ah. Yes, I'm hot. Go to your local laundry <laughs> <laundry> shop. <laughs> Alright, the startup was founded in Cape Town by in 2014. That's yeah. a long time. That's a long time by Aisha Pando and uh, Alec Ribig. All right. Uh, Swiss South has uh, presence in four major African tech markets. Uh, three months ago, it raised $11 million. And now it's a shutting down shop in one of the markets. So they had a statement. Um, let me just read it. The company will continue to provide this service and empower its community in South Africa and Egypt. While we will no longer be operating in Nigeria, we will continue to keep abreast of activities in the Nigerian market and work towards a potential re-entry into the market at a later date. Yes, yeah. when I say suspension. Yeah. Yeah. Recording in progress. <laughs> Alright, so uh, finally, um, Kenya's Aras dropped the laundry charges against Korape and Kandon. Korape has been saying we are not <laughs> we, yeah we are not uh, we are not uh, money, money launderers. launderers yeah so if you follow uh if you follow uh tech bites uh in july august there were lots of um, charges against several nigerian startups from kenya uh we started with flutter wave then we went on to kura yeah. kandon and, th- and and other startups like that but the asset recovery agency of kenya has withdrawn its case against korape all right the uh now it says that investigations are, final, they are have, finalized they actually don't have any evidence and there are no there are no evidence to continue yeah. the the entire investigation anyway if you have not been reading tech next we've been um, reporting on it in yes 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 and um, you need to read start reading tech next you know so you keep abreast of all the tech news across africa the globe tech next ng mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so conversation of today are you excited about it yeah, yeah. I am. I really am. I really <laughs> anyway, am. the topic is social media and its effect on children's mental health. But before we go, you know, who, who, do, who is sponsoring this? Um, oh, it's our, our G's at Quidax, you know. Oh, okay. This is the same Quidax. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't know, crypto, uh, Quidax is an yeah. African-focused cryptocurrency exchange, all right? And uh, you can buy and sell crypto. Yeah, social media and effect on um, children's mental health. Um, you know, social media has become a part of um, everyday life. We check it on the train when we are waiting for an appointment, and if we get a spare minute, you know, at work or school, even in traffic. Uh, so people even check their social media accounts before getting out of bed. You know, once you mm-hmm. wake up, once you wake up, the first thing you are doing is checking Twitter and you are checking them um, Instagram. <laughs> However, for teenagers and young adults, the prevalence of social media is ingrained into the fabric of their everyday lives. You know, we're having a conversation about childhood and um, how much um, physical relationships 
have a you know gone faded away they may not remember a time that's teenagers and then young adults they may, they may not remember a time without social media and would therefore not be aware of the effects that it could have on their mental health young adult usage of um, social media has a significant impact indeed on their mental health as their brains are still developing and exposure to so much content on social media can be harmful and can damage their future well-being research from the university of essex and ucl found that the more children the more time children 8 10 spent on social media wow. the more reduced their well-being was later in adolescence from ages 10 to 15. the same study also found that girls were more heavily affected by social media than boys which researchers suspect is due to young girls being more sensitive to social comparison in addition to the risks to their mental health teens using social media are also at the risk of cyberbullying and grooming mm-hmm. teenagers can experience a range of social mental health problems on due to social media these include depression anxiety sleep disorder no. so help us um you know understand this properly digest um, this topic we have um, dr ayodili rena is a doctor consultant pediatrician pediatrician a child <laughs> health educator and brand influencer hello doctor hello guys tech bros in the building Foundational <laughs> tech, <laughs> 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 of course, of course. I mean, <laughs> how are you? How are you today? Not bad, you know, doing what uh, the children have asked me to do, trying to keep them calm. I'm sure you usually ask this question, but I will throw it to you now. If you had to rate your quality mm. of life over 10, what will it be? My quality of life, yeah. Mm, I, I, I'll give it a solid eight, actually. Uh-uh, that's very healthy. I will right. give myself three. Mm. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not about me here. Yeah. Um, so our first question is... Um, really? Yeah, I mean... Our first question is, um, you know, when social media became a thing, people argued that um, physical relationships would die in natural death. And it's actually dying. Um, we are seeing signs mm. of that. And mm. now that the new, the new generation, they don't even understand what physical relationships are about. So do we say in the next um, 50 years, it will become worse? Like physical relationship is totally dead. Again, it really does depend on the society and also the structure of society that you're referring to. Because for people who don't really have access to smartphones like that, they they still have to physically (laughs) interact with one another. So, but for the more affluent people, you know, and I imagine, I hope, you know, the trend of the ever increasing number of the middle class continues if that happens then yes we could have some concerns that people will lose that ability to interact with one another um, in person you know the same way you know bots and trolls just you know throw people online and say all sorts about people because there is no physical interaction but when they now meet the person that they were talking smack about they suddenly are very silent the cat suddenly has their tongue you know, and it's kind of the same way when it comes to interacting with people. So there are people who imagine that they are friends on social media because they comment on one another's posts. But by the time they now meet in person, they find out that, you know, conversation runs dry relatively quickly. And so things like interaction, conversational skills, understanding things like body language, emotional intelligence, they are kind of lost to the social media sphere. And now where we are even trying to get into the place where augmented reality is becoming... Uh, 
um, is being pushed, you know, we, we are wondering what effect will that have on the ability of people to interact with one another physically. So it's something that's yet to be seen, but I do believe, yes, you know, as the, as the middle class increases in wealth and number, it will get um, a bit more challenging. Oh, great, great. Uh, so uh, when we started, it was mentioning something about kids when they're exposed to social media from the age of 10. Yeah, it affects them much later in life towards adolescence and um, adulthood. All right. Mm-hmm. So I uh, just want to ask, how far does, does it really reduce mm-hmm. the well-being of kids, you know, when they start early social media? Uh, how far does it does really reduce their well-being growing up? Mm-hmm. So, so the American Academy of Pediatrics actually recommends that children less than one year should have zero screen time. Hmm. So this means that, um, you know, the cocoa melons and all the other interesting stuff that, you know, mothers <laughs> or parents actually keep their children engaged with infants, engaged with when they need some time to themselves. It really should not be happening for any child that is less than one year. And then, of hmm. course, for um, children greater than one year, you really should restrict non-educational screen time to less than 30 minutes in a day but i mean we find out that you know these days um what happens is that the tablets and devices seem to be surrogate caregivers and surrogate parents because again parenting is not easy and sometimes when you hand these children these uh, devices they give you breathing space they will allow you to see road for a few minutes to just breathe so what effect can that have? It really does depend on the content that we are looking at. Even if the content is wholesome, let me just say that. Even if the content is wholesome, somehow um, excessive screen time um, has proven over time to reduce the ability of children to concentrate and carry out tasks till completion because there's a tendency for them to want to move and scroll through things before having watching the first, finished watching the first one, they want to move to the next. And so the ability to pay attention and carry out tasks in a, you know, in, a, in, a, in an orderly manner that makes sure the task is seen through can be diminished. It tends to make them more sedentary, such that rather than roll tire with their pants on the <laughs> on the road, you know, in the house, yes, 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 they're in the house and um, they are not really exercising and not getting very much physical activity so they might get some physical activity at school obviously but you know on, on the weekend they still need that physical activity for you know stronger bones to build muscles to build you know play skills that uh, like play you know sports that actually help them to build you know their physical and their mental capacity um so this is even if the content is wholesome of course we know that the internet is full of content that can be unwholesome from a lot of different platforms and these contents i i did come across that um trend that was going on on tiktok where um some parents would you know run away from their child and then the filter would make this the place go dark and then some apparition would appear behind the child you know what i mean that really is traumatizing and I, I don't think it's anything that the parents should be doing but that aside as you've mentioned you know some children maybe not in this part of the world but in some places, of course, children, I mean, our, our mandate to protect children is universal. So wherever a child is in danger, it's our duty as a society to protect them. And so when you find out that people can be exposed to um, child, um, children can be exposed, exposed to pornography, children can be trafficked on the internet, and then there are some really unwholesome and um, rather um, unsavory characters that urge children to do things like self-harm, either harm themselves or harm others. And these are 
things that pop up. But yeah, I mean, thankfully, you know, a lot of these platforms actually have safety devices that um, um, or safety features that actually help to prevent such things from taking place. But so you never know where the children are going to stumble on. But of course, as they get older, you know, and then they come into that place where, especially in adolescence, where they have their bodies changing and then there are these standards that are put out by the media then there can be things like anxiety and then things like a certain negative body image perception that could make them take measures like you know like stab themselves excessively exercise excessively and can actually tell on their mental health and psyche it can actually lead to depression and anxiety and these things are present with us it might not be as obvious here but again it's very possible that it's not just being reported you know as, as it is in the west but there are definitely problems that we might have to begin to deal with soon yeah so i agree that it's not being reported down here mm-hmm. yeah. so many things we actually don't actually report anyway so what kind of satisfaction do you think these kids get from social media that um, they don't they don't seem to want to get offline and um, you know considering that you know engagement for them is a big thing yeah um, the likes the comments you know influencers yeah exactly yeah. so what kind of satisfaction do you think they get that they mm-hmm. they don't know that you can get from physical relationships okay so yeah, i think it's the instantaneous nature of the gratification that one gets from social media as you said you know the likes the comments and of course the more likes you get because that like really is like a rush of dopamine and then the more comments you have the more exciting it is and the more addicted you are to stay online and so that's one aspect of it so if you post content and it's kind of like um if you post content a and you've got 10 likes and you post content b and you get three likes you wonder why is that happening and so there's a tendency for you to want to outdo that previous post and of course that leads to even greater and greater shenanigans for lack of a better expression and so you see people doing a lot of very odd things to make sure that they, are, they stay relevant, you know. And again, social media does have a lot of very, very engaging content. I mean, if you've been on Instagram, then you know that there's so much to scroll through. And fortunately, you know, phones do have these things that remind you and say, oh, God, give me a brain, you have you, but of course, you know, for a lot of these young people who might have access to data and who have, you know, real, you know, um, hours and hours of reels might just seem like a few minutes and, you know, they, they, they want to imitate. In so doing, um, they end up spending more and more time on social media. And unfortunately, such that the more time one spends, social media they got previously meaning that unless they actively look for other outlets and other means of engaging themselves productively then social media is probably going to be their only outlet i was sitting down by myself you know a few days ago and unfortunately my phone died and i asked myself so in the era before phones when people had to wait in a lobby you know and there were maybe perhaps no magazines or televisions really did where they when your phone has died and there's not so my fingers look like wow so you can imagine you know how it would be for you know much younger people they simply cannot let go of the you know phone because 
at the end of the day, I think a lot of us are losing our internal resources of self-entertainment, you know, because social media has managed to, um, you know, give, give us everything we need, endless amounts of content to keep us engaged. But unfortunately, it's, helping, it's making us lose our essence. Yeah, that's true. All right, so now uh, social media as, you know, bad as, as as it may be has also brought about you know advancements in maybe knowledge right you see lots of information mm-hmm. now on social media that a few years ago you had to you know be very old or do, exactly i mean threads and everything you have them these days people uh are becoming influencers people are doing all this so there's this argument that yeah Kids are growing up faster intellectually these days, right? They know so many things that even adults don't know. But because mm. of social media, they've not been allowed to go outside and touch the grass, you know, feel mm. that playful, I mean, exhibit that playfulness. They are still kids emotionally, all right? And uh, mm. they are adults up here. So how would you say, does, does social media really reduce the speed of, you know, emotional intelligence, the growth of it? And, you know, while increasing uh, the mental mm. abilities. Mm. So, a very interesting concept. Um, somehow, when it comes to movements, I, I once listened to a TED talk that said that the reason why human beings developed a brain as complex as the one we have is actually to facilitate complex movements. And these complex movements actually help us to hunt, to gather, to search for things. So it means that if you're not moving, you're really not using your brain properly. And yeah, and this is a theory because at the end of the day, if you say that, okay, our brains were made for advanced communication through words. I mean, a lot of animals actually don't even use their words to communicate with one another. And yes, they manage to know exactly what one what they, they mean to say to one another, you know, by way of body signs, body signals. So somehow it's very different when you see a person in the flesh from when they are behind the screen and when you are typing with them. Because those nuances of facial expression or body language, they 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 get lost in translation when you are online. Um, and so that physical interaction, of course, is still very necessary um, for the to, to to give the fullness, you know, of what the human experience should be. Um, going outside, and I made the point about movement because um, play really for children isn't um, play for children isn't play. Play is actually work. Play is business. The work of children really is to play, and play is not play until they have played physically with another person with another child because if you look at us again evolutionarily we really are hunters and gatherers and we are just really advanced mammals and if we are not honing those abilities to move to play to interact with one another then again we are not really meeting up with what evolution expects of us to do and so we really are you know in a sense devolving <laughs> Unless we are moving to a, a different, uh, you know, uh, evolutionary trend. But yes, so, ch- so children do need to go outside and do need to touch the grass and you know smell the air. If, as long as you know you are not living where generator fumes are disturbing the air in your area. But that being said, yes, the content is uh, on social media can actually be wholesome, and you have a lot of content that is actually very educative. And um, children do have access to this content, but it still begs the question. Uh, 
what are the disadvantages of spending that much time on you know looking into a screen apart from the fact that you know there is a glare and one's eyes can actually become um compromised by looking at a screen for too long some children have actually end up watching or looking at these screens late into the night and towards their bedtime and these screens emit a blue light that actually is um but imitates daylight and so it kind of gives a signal to the brain to say that it really is not time for you to sleep so that by the time they are ready to sleep they're still hyper they're not ready to sleep and so they end up sleeping late in the night and they are sleepy and cranky during the day and so these are some of the drawbacks but again social media as i said you know does have its advantages and educational content is you know a dime a dozen on the internet and yeah um you made a comment about... uh, hopefully that's what a lot of yeah okay yeah so, so, so the next question is um, what role do you think social media plays in increased reports of um, mental health issues like depression you know stress insomnia i remember a mental health doctor who works with um, the yaba left <laughs> said that um, 80 to 90 percent of her patients are young people and so you know that a lot of young people are actually going through a lot uh, do you think social media mm-hmm. has a big role to play in this Mm. Mm, yes, yes, I, I believe so. So there is, um, even though we don't like you, we don't like to call it Yaba Left. We like to call it the Federal Neuropsychiatry Hospital, you know, because Yaba Left is the majority. So the mental health advocacy and mental health awareness has seen a surge in... <laughs> Has seen has seen a surge um, in recent times thanks to social media and thanks to people who have made it a point of duty to create that awareness and that's because there's a tendency, especially in this part of the world, to dismiss mental health as you being pampered, as you being delicate. But that really isn't the case. Um, we are beginning to realize that. A lot of um, the former generation actually had very ter- terribly miserable lives, you know, and they just bottled it up in. And if they didn't bottle it up in, then they actually demonstrated or displayed their frustration on people that were vulnerable and people who they were in charge of, you know, so a child, a wife. And this, these are situations that might otherwise have been helped if they had access if they have the knowledge, knowledge of the fact that mental health is something that is important and the fact that you have a mental health issue does not mean that you are crazy and that mental health issues can be solved through the help of a professional or through the help of um, support groups that can offer their services. Now, when it comes specifically to, you know, how social media has done this, social media, of course, you know, has talked about, um, it, was, it was World Men's Day, I think, um, last week. And so happy Men's Day to you guys. You guys are doing well. You know, regardless of uh, what anybody else might uh, think, because you're not, you not buying them uh, bone streets. <laughs> so, um, it's, so it's it's um it's a really um testy topic. Now, when it comes to children, the, the mental health sphere for children isn't as well explored as that of adults. But children do have their own mental health issues, especially when it comes to things like major family events, a divorce, a separation, a bereavement, change of environment, like change of school, 
um, change in financial circumstances of the family, child abuse, support child abuse has actually taken the forefront, you know, in recent times, you know, following certain, you know, well-publicized um, events. And um, th these are things that social media has helped to bring to the forefront. So kudos to everyone who is a mental health advocate. And what I'd say really is that um, talk to children. I think a lot of us talk at children, talk down on them rather than to them. But it really is for the best of for children, for them to be heard and for parents to process what it is the children are trying to say and then for the parents to respond in an emotionally appropriate manner without any blame or any sort of um, you know indignation or angst and so just address the issue the way the issue needs to be addressed oh great great uh when you were talking you mentioned uh, that social media has helped to bring mental health advocacy yeah, to the fore yeah. in recent times so that that's actually good i mean that's one of the pros of social media uh, just to ask yes. uh, the other pros that social media has brought to the fore you know i mean in terms of children and all in recent times Okay, so, so this is where I drop the modesty. I think I'm probably the most recognizable face when it comes to child health and pediatrics in the country, quite possibly on the continent, because I don't think anybody else is doing what I'm doing on Instagram, at least, you know, when it comes to talking to parents about child health and child care advocacy. So, you might, I mean, you guys know me as the noisy Nigerian pediatrician. And yeah, so true. I started the blog to talk to parents about issues that, um, you know, were important. So, yes, about issues that are important to parents. And so, I mean, so apart from myself, I mean, there are a lot of other healthcare professionals, you know, so Apropo Doctor, Dr. Zobo, who actually put out on the health channel, who put out great content that helped to educate and entertain um, the public. And as a result, I've had the opportunity, of course, you know, to work with NGOs and to volunteer for um, groups. I've actually helped to reach out to children in underserved areas. Um, also, I've come, myself, I've come across a lot of financial advice and even tech advice, you know, about... I mean, so sometimes I just sit down and wonder, that, you know, how, I mean, who sits down and goes through every single feature of their phone? Why do I really need to know that I can triple tap the back of my iPhone for the light to come on? There's, I would... Let me turn on the lights normally. <laughs> but it's also of those absolutely amazing and so these are things I, I did come across a um, school that offers coding lessons to children from about you know four years to about 13 years and you know they, they do that on an annual basis or I think on, on a quarterly basis you know, during the holidays you know, I think during the long break and so and I saw that on Instagram and if that is something that there was even one I saw that offers financial advice and financial literacy to children and so with all this wealth of material on social media I think it's um, important that parents and of course older children who have some autonomy on the content that they're able to consume actually actively consume content that is wholesome, educative, and that um, essentially represents an investment in oneself. On my part, I've been listening to um, Les Miserables, um, you know, by Victor Hugo, an audiobook on YouTube, and I think it's uh, just life-changing. So these are things that people can actually um, take advantage of on social media. 
And interesting. Um, you yeah. mentioned that um, you also work with um, parents to make sure that their children, um, you know, understand or just help the parents understand how much. Says is the number one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, going forward, how should parents, you know, and an adult, you know, help um, children get over social media addiction? Mm, so I guess. Um, so first of all, I think um, one does need to recognize what social media addiction looks like. You know, so that one is would appear in, in in this form so essentially a child would be or an individual would be incapable of doing anything creative outside the social outside social media space and so they want to watch social media all the time when it is and essentially they begin to derive less pleasure from doing other things and so they seem to be incapable of enjoying other impressive begins to be the tendency then of course one is to intervene by having a very frank and open clear discussion with the child about what has been observed and what the drawbacks of this could be you know, including, you know, the things that we already mentioned, um, anxiety, image. Um, so once that is recognized and the discussion has been had, then parents need to be creative about coming up with activities that actually are able to create some sort of bond, you know, and some excitement beyond looking at social media. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to ask the parents to still reference social media <laughs> for, for a, a list of these activities, but they do exist. Um, things like Monopoly, chess, draft. Uh, I, I, I do remember when last I, I saw a Monopoly board, you know, in someone's book, but these things do exist and they are really exciting games that help to um, foster you know, that, that enjoyment, that excitement and that cohesion that um, sometimes social media and, um, you know, the phones cannot. And so I would really say to parents that if you are struggling or if you think that your child has a social media addiction and you are struggling to actually deal with it, then you can talk to a mental health expert and they'll be happy or a child psychologist and they'll be happy to give you tips on what you can do and other activities that you can come up with to make sure that, you know, you are just bonding with them aside the um, whole phone business. Tammy, do you hear that? Take your four-year-old to a mental health expert. So, doctor, do you have any last words, something you would like to throw out there about mental health? So, you know, Kids. Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. About mental health, as I mean, I thought that uh, you now specify because I'm going to say that anybody that has a Range Rover that they're not using again, please send this my way. I'm available. But since it's on mental health, we're going to have, I'd say, um, children can have mental health problems. And when you begin to notice that a child has a change in personality, begins to have withdrawal becomes you know silent uncooperative unresponsive begins to throw, throw tantrums begins to become violent towards others you know especially you know his classmates in school um think mental health problems um look around you 
be sure that whatever safety features exist on your television, on your decoder, or on your phone are enabled and that it is wholesome content that your child is consuming and nothing else. And let's ensure that, you know, we are not watching inappropriate materials, anything that they see around them like a sponge. And let's also make sure that um, we are really limiting screen time and we're getting them out into the sun to play and to take advantage of the evolutionary complexity of our brain by making sure that they move. Peace out. Nice, mm. nice. I like that. All right, Doctor. Uh, that was this was an interesting conversation Exciting. with you. Insightful. Yeah, insightful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. And um, we hope everyone watching has also and listening has had one or two things that... Because we have. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the end of the podcast for today. Uh, if you've not followed us, subscribe. Thank you very much. Yes. If you've not followed us. Uh, Doctor, what's your undo? So in case people want to follow you. Okay, so it's at the Noisy Niger Pediatrician on Instagram. It's a mouthful, I know. It's T-H-E-N-O-I-S-Y. Once you just put in the noisy, I will probably come up because nobody's noisier than me on that internet, on that Instagram. Nice. Uh-uh. <laughs> nice, you've heard it. All right, Rui, what's yours? Um, Lord Ricky, just say, you know. All right. R-O-D and Ricky. Ricky is R-I-C-K-I-E. Okay, I'm Actdown07. You can follow TechNext. Also, you should follow TechNext at technext.ng. Uh, you can subscribe to our newsletter. So you can check our site. You should have the post notifications on. Yeah. We do very exciting things. Exactly. Thank Quite you very exciting. much. Still will come again to your ears and screens next week. Ciao. <laughs>